Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. This is episode number 214. And you know what, Steve? I'm making a commitment to get this out for our patrons tonight, July 11th, 2022. Everyone else, July 13th. Uh, I'm going to do nothing to help with that. So (laughs) get some sleep. (laughs) I have to be up at 6 tomorrow or 6.30. Yeah, Steve's going to get some sleep tonight to help him not die to keep doing the show. Um, but until then, uh, we'll talk about some games made in Canada. We'll talk about some of the people who made those games and we'll start by introducing ourselves. My name is Steven, spelled the PHNA. So phonetically, logically, rationally, existentially, that would be pronounced Stefan, but it's not Steven. And joining me is mm-hmm. Steven with the PHNE, but we say Steve, Steven and Steve. I want to start by talking about my pocket gamer 2022 experience because a lot of people were like, thought I was you or the other way around <laughs> when I was introducing myself to people. And the amount of times this week, someone was like, wait, there's two Steves. I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're like we're perfect. Like partners in every other regard, other than having almost the exact same name. That is yeah. the biggest obstacle to us working together, which is, you know, we can see. And it's not that. even, it's not even like you're Steven with a V. No, you know, that's, that's more obvious to see, but there's definitely times where I email people where I'm like, I've CC'd my partner, Steven. And I put in brackets, like, I swear, it's, I a, swear it's a different guy. I, I do not have split personality disorder. Uh, Steve pocket gamer 2022 was in Toronto. I had the pleasure mm-hmm. of attending with Remy games and it was just a really great time. I got to meet Eric beer from game slice in person. We realized we look identical cause everyone immediately said, Whoa, it's bizarro Eric. And I was mm-hmm. like, Whoa, it is. Um, I should post a, a tweet for that. Check our Twitter. I might post a tweet after this cause that's funny. Uh, and I also got to play a bunch of cool games. I met the team behind mother's little helper helper. Remember that like low poly first person kitchen, demo we played from game slice that i was like oh yeah that's right yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. they're awesome the creepy the creepy one right yes and so yeah, oh yeah. man listening to the pitch in person because their idea was like uh if, if people didn't check that out check out our game slice uh vod up on our youtube played a bunch of demos and one of them was by idiom idiom loop a toronto-based developer uh and their idea is it's one house one kitchen but three different or three generations of the family like one in the 30s one in the 50s one in the 80s that kind of thing and so mm-hmm. you'll be playing in the same house every recipe you learn is a different chapter uh but then like things will, will they'll jump back and forth through the story kind of like a haunting a hill house thing i don't know if you watch that show so and no, then my mind was even automatically jumping like, Oh man, I can picture like as the kid, like burying something in the backyard in the thirties. And then I remember it's there when I'm playing in the eighties and I go back and see if it's still there. And they're like, yeah, think about lots of interconnected stuff like that. So the, the pitch sold me even more in person and they're lovely. And one of them's an award-winning logo designer who gave me her card. So maybe, maybe we'll get a new logo soon. I don't know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we do. We do need a new <laughs> we logo. Need a logo. <laughs> that was the thing. Live in the, Toronto I don't even live anymore. in the city. Yeah, I know. I don't even live in the city. That we the both is hate from. Toronto now and make fun of it constantly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Other than the Raptors. Go Raptors. That's true. Uh, and, Blue, and Blue Jays. And, and Blue Jays. Jays. Uh, the week was a huge success. Big fan of the show. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really reaffirming to have a lot of people say, because uh, I haven't really mentioned it on this podcast, and we'll still do one at the end of the month, but I'm leaving Remy Games at the end of July and uh, taking August off, but then September, hitting the ground running, trying to just you know see what we can do if if one of us is you know full-time working on this site, working on the database, and one of those is getting a logo. So 
might be might be well obviously we're going to get a canadian artist to do it obviously but it might be yeah this, don't make uh, the same mistake with the uh, youtube thing oh that was fine <laughs> wagner's great you know he's canadian in heart you know because it's up, upper midwest if you get snow for five or four months of the year you're canadian okay mm, i'll accept that yeah, okay okay <laughs> uh just without all the health care um <laughs> So yeah, I, I wanted to plug Pocket Gamer. It was, a, it was a great time. And I also wanted to mention, oh, I have their card. Um, but there was a studio talking to me. And they'd actually met me at a game jam at Laurier in 20... Oh, geez. It would have been March 2017. Uh, and one of them actually stayed on my couch. And oh. And yeah, they recognized me from across the room and they came over and they're like, you're really familiar. And then we had to like do that thing where like, where do we know each other from? And we just kept throwing stuff out until they were like game jam. And I was like, oh my God, the game jam. But Steve, they got a cold call from some, uh, someone who was adjective noun studios in St. Catharines. Uh, someone was looking for contract work. And so, uh, they, they called them and did the whole contract. And then they asked them like, how did you hear about us? And apparently the studio that contracted them was like, oh, we just went to CanadianGameDevs.com and just started cold calling. And so their studio is adjective <laughs> noun studios. So they're third from the top and on our, on our Ontario list. And I was like, ah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe we should. Have some sort of search or something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should make that database more useful for people. So, but but they were like the contract was great. That like really helped their business get off the ground. And I was like, whoa, awesome, you know? Because like we work on the site, we put out the podcast, and we do all this, and we sort of just like send it into the black hole of out there, you know. But until you're like in front of someone physically and they're telling you about your work, helping them, it's like, oh, you know, it feels different. <clears throat> Every time someone says I listen to the podcast, like un. Unprompted. I'm, uh, I'm prompted. I'm yeah. just like, whoa, really? Whoa, that's, yeah. That's the <laughs> you know, right? thing that Steve and I just like use an excuse to talk to. So yeah, like if we didn't have this podcast, we wouldn't hang out as much as we should. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, all that to say, we love this show. We love you, dear listener. And thank you for being awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, Steve, couple uh, teases for uh, points of interest this week. We're going to be talking about that new Bill 96 in Quebec and how it's going to destroy mm-hmm. the games industry even further. Hard Space Shipbreaker hits half a million sales. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to I want to tease the KOTOR 2 b- broken port and uh, and also <sighs> staying in oh, yeah. staying in Bioware. They have a recent hire. I think you and I <coughs> would speculate on interestingly. If that was KOTOR 2 is not Canadian though. I know it's not, but it's Bioware, right. so we'll count it. Because I think it's because it's it's from. Well, the they didn't Austin. do the second one. No, no, no. no. Oh, they uh, get the Obsidian, whole thing uh, Obsidian, Obsidian Games did the did it originally. Oh, let me delete that then, and we'll just talk about the other news. That's fine. I mean, we can uh, still talk about it. It's pretty funny, but it is. It's very funny. But until then, let's uh, shuffle some paperwork at the top of the show. We got jobs. Steve Bloom Digital Media is that later Dater's studio. Yeah, it is. Yes, oh, heck yes, yeah. yeah. Hiring an art director, open to remote. They're based in Toronto, of course. What what else is there to say about Bloom Digital and later daters we haven't already said on this podcast, Steve? Just great site, or why site? That's what we have. Great <laughs> great social media presence, great game, amazing intro song. Uh, we should go back and finish that sometime. I got to like five or six. I got to the Star Trek parody episode. I should cop it on Steam Deck now that I have that because like, later daters daters anyway is that gonna be the song right here or no i did that last week when we talked about it or i guess last episode oh, okay. Ooh, tugs collar oh. <laughs> crimson herring <laughs> studio was <laughs> it was also there and they're also hiring 
Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're there? Sweet. They were at Pot Gamer. Yeah. I was like, hey, you guys bought jobs on our site. And you're like, hey, you guys are creating game devs. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> we talked a bit about games. Uh, nice. But yes, they are looking for a game programmer and a 3D environment artist. And if the designer I met at Pocket Gamer is half as nice as everyone else at the studio, you're in for a good time. That's all I'll say. Nice. Nice. A couple of events coming up. The online grant writing workshop has been plugged in our Discord by Rakashi, so I want to plug it here on the show. It's happening Wednesday, July 13th, so if you catch this in the morning, dear regular listeners, or a couple days ahead patrons, that's happening at 6 p.m. Eastern. This is going to be, I think, it's a $20 workshop, but, you know, it's they, they're, uh, they're professionals, and I think they've helped a lot of people get grants for their games so you you pay for results uh they'll quote delve into the intimidating field of grant funding and give you advice on what grants you can apply for how to write art grants and typical expectations uh to create a strong application so there are provincial grants of course in most provinces uh, except for alberta uh and a federal (laughs) grant through the canada media fund so if you want to get some of that sweet sweet telecom money because boy are they taking yours uh, you should learn how to write some grants uh, game Dev Summer BBQ is happening by hosted by Vancouver Game Development. That's just the name of their account. I mean, I would make fun of that, but we're Canadian game devs, so uh, happening <laughs> Saturday, July sixteenth at two p.m. Pacific, uh, which is the coast they're on. Meet fellow Vancouver game devs. Hot dogs, prizes, bring your own drinks. And then lastly, a plug for Superfest by the Hand Eye Society. Again, happening this fall, their tenth year anniversary. They're looking for people to showcase their games people who want to talk at the or give a workshop or something uh so yeah check all those out in the show notes shuffle some paperwork now. how was that steve that was a pretty good paperwork section that was good i liked it thank you jump into the news kotor 2 was broken on switch but now i've learned that's not a canadian game but i still think it's very I'm, funny I'm, I'm pretty sure i'm i'm because yeah they obviously right kotor was obviously bioware but i'm pretty sure obsidian did the other one and i think it was broken when it launched as well wow <laughs> and then Never and then changed. yeah this switch version i guess was like was actually impossible to beat which is mind-boggling click <laughs> steve click the second link in that news section because asper replies to uh asper oh the, yeah the, the twitter account company. yeah so daniel moore replies to them uh just to be clear you're aware that there is no way to complete this game currently on the console <laughs> yes we are aware and we're working on developing a patch as soon as possible it's just so funny that like and i complain about the state of billion dollar companies releasing fundamentally broken software that like am i crazy steve or like, is it happening more frequently? Like, I feel like it I really, it seems like it doesn't okay. it? like it does. No, I, I agree with you that mm. it seems like people, uh, things are just gain released whenever. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're now just kind of accepted. And I'm part of this problem because I love mm-hmm. Fallout 76, but like <clears throat> we as gamers are just like, it doesn't seem to matter. There's also always kind of like, <clears throat> 
you know, is this just like something that's highlighted because it's on Twitter and mm-hmm. it's not really that big of an issue, but this seems different, right? <laughs> like yeah. you couldn't beat the game. Like they admitted you couldn't beat the game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like is- that happened. I can think of that when I've been following the news since like, I don't know, maybe grade four or five. I really started reading IGN every day. <laughs> and I really like the only one I can really think of was remember when Metroid prime three yep. or other M had, you had to mail other in, M. Yeah. You had to mail in your SD card. And I was like, had <laughs> idiots released a game you couldn't finish. I and think, it, um, I think what was the shitty Zelda on uh, Twilight Princess? Skyward no, Sword. No, no, yeah, Skyward Sword had a similar thing. You can like lock yourself oh, in a man. room and knock it out. And the Wii, that was like two thousand. That was the same year Skyrim, right? So like, yeah, or, so it was like a year after. But yeah, but the Wii didn't have a hard drive, so you still had to send it in. That's so like funny. an idiot, <laughs> like a, like a fool, like a fucking moron. I would anyway, never do that. <laughs> I wanted to bring that up because uh, KOTOR 1 was developed by Bioware, and uh, they're in the news for a recent hire, Steve. They've hired the lead writer on Marvel's Avengers and the Deus Ex game. game. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. chirping that. I don't like the new <laughs> Deus Ex games other than. No, I don't like them. Uh, I like the PS3 one. I didn't play the, the PS4 one. Mary DeMarle, if I'm pronouncing that right, spent more than a decade at Eidos Montreal building the Deus Ex reboots, as well as the Guardians of the Galaxy, which was the only, one of the only Canadian games to win at the Game of the Year Awards 2021, the other being Age of Empires 4, of course. Uh, so big kudos, like that's that's not nothing, Steve, that's... that's mm-hmm. A, a game script being recognized by and say what you will with the game awards and I have but the nomination <laughs> and jury process is essentially like the entire gaming press in most still, of the yeah it's yeah still it's, press. it's still won an award like it's yeah it's mm-hmm. and it's so still won an award the, I would Guardians of, so it's been a while since I played Deus Ex I remember liking it but I mm-hmm. and, you know it's been like a decade since I played it mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy they really nailed the um, conversations the, the banter all the yeah, they nailed that. So mm. if this Mass Effect, is it from, did they so, ask if it was from Mass Effect or just uh, at Bioware? The narrative designer shared the Bioware news, like blog posts on her LinkedIn page, <coughs> but did not specify which project she was working on. She could be possibly involved in Dragon Age Dreadwolf or Mass Effect 4. I, I have to assume Dreadwolf's coming up sooner and coming in hotter. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would, I would guess... Oh, oh, sorry. Update as of July or July fourth. Uh, Bioware project director has confirmed she is joining the Mass Effect team as senior narrative okay. director. Okay. Senior narrative. True. Okay. I thought you were about to say, "Oh, update." She actually got fired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. So that's. A, I don't know. I'm much more obviously interested in Mass Effect four than Dragon Age Dreadwolf, uh, as a huge fan of the Mass Effect trilogy and. Of the hour I played of Guardians before it bugged the shit, and I decided to wait a couple months for a patch. I liked the writing, so. Oh, that's right! I forgot that you had. A I had a, I had a horrible, but I had a bug where the character art would come up and the like voice modulator thing would move, but I couldn't hear any audio. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve, we're already we were just talking about games shipping, just like, and that wasn't even that was I bought that in spring like several months after it came out and it was still broken on ps5 and i know and i've had a lot of issues this year too like horizon being the man that the biggest the the trophy the the bugged trophy truly is the most destroying bug in games because if it's like it makes me mad every single time every post on reddit every time it gets patched i post on reddit (laughs) because the post makes it to reddit i say 
I know people like this game, but mm. I had the fucking buggiest time with this shit. <laughs> and I played Fallout 76 a lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was worse. And then I submit a bug report to them every single time to say this is still broken. And mm-hmm. before I would actually play to confirm, but now I'm just waiting to see it. And In the list. I just want a platinum, man. But it's <sighs> soured me the whole time where I'm like, we can talk about this later, but like mm-hmm. with God of War coming out, mm-hmm. I still don't think it's going to come out this year. Me neither. But I'm just like, I'm not going to, I don't want to really, like I might still because it's, you know, I'm an idiot, but like mm-hmm. I don't really want to pick it up at launch. Like it's just soured me now. Like it's kind of, I finally hit that, that that point where I'm just like, oh, like how many buggy games mm-hmm. can I really take? Because I because here, hold on, looking at mm-hmm. looking at the five games that I played, mm-hmm. three of them are newish releases. Mm-hmm. I experienced bugs in all three of them, <laughs> and one of them is a port of a PS One game. So like, what's happening, Steve? It's what's just like, oh, my God. everything's falling apart. I know. But so you know what, Sorry, what, we probably, what probably won't fall apart, hopefully, Sea of Last Stars. Fact. No, oh. from Montreal, based Sabotage Studios. Uh, we joked, we memed uh, that Kickstarter page because they were like, whenever they announced it, we saw like March 2022. I remember. <laughs> we're we're never like, going to release, we're never going to hit that date. <laughs> it was like 20, it was like in 2020, I think, when we talked about it, right? It was yeah. COVID and stuff. Yeah. So it, still in, COVID, in an effort that, but. not to be a buggy blow broken mess uh it's been delayed to 2023 uh quote we understand waiting is a big ask and we want to sincerely thank our community for the overwhelming support and positive vibes in the meantime we are looking at options to get a playable slice out to everyone this year all the love sabo team that's good because they're they're sabotage studio so they call themselves Mm -hmm. the sabo team i like that i like it too yeah i mean so just every single confirm for switch go ahead oh who cares every um, <laughs> I know. <a> lot of <laughs> um, every every single one of these like delays reads the exact same, right? Mm. Like it's it's every game is getting delayed, but every game is also getting bugged. Like it's uh, mm-hmm. it's just it's disappointing. It is, but I mean, it, but anyways, this being delayed, it's just like yo. When we first heard about this game, it was like two and a half years ago. Yeah. So I'm fine with waiting. Like we're in the later half of the year, anyways. Like. I, Whatever. When yeah. the game's out, I'll cop it. Day one, you got me. What did Miyamoto say, happens. Steve? That stupid quote that gets quoted all the time. It's not a true. A buggy game is... No. A delayed game is disappointing once. A buggy game is disappointing forever. From I don't know if he actually said Skyward that. Sword and was bugged. And <laughs> that wasn't him. That was an, the other guy. Anuma? Who was the other guy? Because there's Miyamoto uh, and then Anuma, the Zelda yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah Miyamoto uh, did Zelda, though, too. Did he? Yeah, I'm assuming. I don't know about the later Zelda, okay. but he definitely was there from OG. Steve, I didn't I have assume. any bugs when I played the Messenger. I had a rip roaring smooth time. Did you? Mm, yeah, I played on PS4 later, mm-hmm. and I don't remember anything. It was okay. good. I platinum it. Still need to go back to play that DLC. I don't know if that'll ever actually happen, but okay. So the they have a, they're one for one, I guess. Yeah, maybe I should incorporate Steven's patent. You get. What, what is it? One, one, one strike, strike you're out. out. Yeah. No, no, not one strike you're out. Like one strike, I'm never pre-ordering or like buying at launch. Like I will just wait years at now. I mean, so, I mean, Sony's kind of feeling that way with God of War. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. But it's it's different. It's the bigger games. If like with I don't know what's a 
smaller Sony game coming out. Like if they, whatever team, whatever like that um, house marks next game, maybe. Or? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're kind of big with Returnal. Returnal. That's I know. Uh, Returnal apparently had a lot of issues. I didn't have issues. Good. But I'm, I'm thinking of what was the like packing platformer? Oh, game? oh, oh. Astro's Playroom. Astro's Playroom. Whatever that team comes up with, like the mm. smaller game, I would trust that. But God of War, I, you know, I might still get it day one just because I'm an idiot. Yeah. But my heart is saying, just no. wait, <laughs> wait um, at least a month because it'll go on sale for Christmas and Boxing Day. Like it'll yep. be twenty dollars cheaper. Like and a month later, it's... it'll be way more stable. You'll encounter way less bugs. Like yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and now that I'm giving up Twitter, I'm, I run into less risk of spoilers and all. Stuff, mm, so. That's true. We'll get to that and maybe Discord discussion. Staying in Montreal. Anyways, see you I'm, I'm hyped. Good hype. hype, hype me hope, too. Hope. Me too. Is that your most anticipated Canadian game? Off the top of my head, because I can't really think of what's coming down the pipeline. Yes. Okay. I, that's cool. Mine's probably yeah, that I got Mother's Little Helper game. Mm. Mm. I'm, uh, yeah. That there's definitely that. Um. What's the What's the Indian cuisine? Oh, game? Venba. That I'm, oh, that I'm pretty Venba hyped about because I feel like I feel like that has the chance of just surprising me. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, you just see it in gifts as you're scrolling. You're like, oh, that looks neat. Like none of it's been yeah. really spoiled for you. Yeah, exactly. It just oh, seems like a wholesome kind of game that we all need in our lives. But yeah, off the top of my head, I would say I'd Sea of Stars. Would be. Nice. All right, staying in Montreal, also mm-hmm. staying close to an earlier story, Marvel's Avengers is getting version 2.5, and uh, Mighty Thor is in the game now. Steve, you, you linked this story. Do you have any particular thoughts on, on the new update to Marvel's Avengers? No, I haven't really been following this game mm. since... Well, we got Jane Foster, the Mighty Thor, just in time. Uh, a new... What's a mission chain? I mean, I can picture it. Like, I imagine it's like a bunch of missions in a row, like a little campaign. That's what I'm guessing, too. I don't think that was a term used when I played it. Huh. And a new um, I don't know, because now this game card. has added four or five characters. Because I haven't played it... I played and beat it before the first uh, main... Like, the first Kate Bishop because mm. she got delayed and um so then i think they had kate bishop hawkeye mighty thor black panther hmm. i think that's it and then they said that the next character wouldn't be kind of a quote-unquote like a copycat because mm. jane foster probably plays pretty similar to the other fucking character named thor um and then did you see the leak that <laughs> it's kind no. of a funny leak so on the official xbox channel mm. Um, oh, and Spider-Man's part of on um, PlayStation 2. All right. On the official Xbox channel, they're talking to the dev, I think, about Mighty Thor. And, oh, man, the, I want to know, I want to get the character correct. But basically, the person was talking about, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, She-Hulk, which is a copycat character, probably. The, probably. the person on the official Xbox Twitch channel was saying like, oh yeah, I don't know if you guys have announced this. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but like with She-Hulk, the the voice actress, is actually my voice actress, like my teacher. And the dev Aww. was just like, uh, we, we haven't announced Aww. the next character. Steve, that kills me. <laughs> we haven't announced the next character. We're just here to celebrate Thor. And the dude was like, oh, okay. Oh my gosh. That's so awesome. She-Hulk is probably next, which also makes sense because I think she has a show coming up too, right? Yeah. Like oh, this, man. that's what this game should be. It should just be advertisement for the next MCU. But, shit. but they're, but they're not, it's not an MCU game. No, like, I know. Which is annoying. doesn't make any sense. It's so annoying. Yeah. Cause it's like, 
I don't know how that world works in terms of like if you make Iron Man look like Robert Downey Jr. but not sound like Robert Downey Jr. because it'd be too expensive. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? How did they get away with it for uh, the What If show? Because they have a couple characters that are just voiced by different people. That's true. That's a good point. Mm. Um, And they're animated. I don't know if that helps. I wonder if it counts because they're like a different version, like (laughs) they're like a slightly different version of the character. Yeah, that's true. It's weird because they'll, like some are the same though and some aren't. And like, yeah, like, Like Doctor, like the guy who plays Doctor Strange is is the real person, but Spider Man isn't and stuff like that. But the Spider Man is actually the P, I think it's the person who does the PS4 Spider Man. Yeah, and then they made the PS4 Spider Man look more like Tom Holland when they did the remastered yeah, version. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my gosh, it's a mess. Like they really clearly had no video game strategy. Yeah, I know, and I wish like with Guardians of the Galaxy, it's not technically part of the yeah. universe of the game. It's like why not? Like. Wait, That's so, so wait, them- is the Marvel's Avengers game and the Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy game not connected? Technically, no. They're they're separate. That's worlds. hilarious. Like, there's no references in either to the other one. I think, anyways, I I didn't see any. But yeah, they're not. They're in separate universes. Like, they're not. What a mess. Connected. <laughs> it's just like why not like do you guys understand what makes your comics and movies so special, mm-hmm. <laughs> like so popular? It's because yeah. like you have all these references and talk and like you have this world and you guys are just throwing that away mm. <laughs> for, the video, for no reason. Like, well, right. it's licenses or something. Some, so the reason's dumb, whatever it is. Yeah. The reason's stupid. So anyways, anyways, back up, back up Avengers. I haven't played it. They haven't added new trophies, so I haven't played it. But for people who, who I don't know, I, I assume that they've now have kind of fixed this game up a little bit mm-hmm. cause I liked it, but it did have issues, issues too. And Spider-Man's still locked on his own little platform island, right? I think so. I That's so, so funny. I actually don't know. I oh, think those well. are the five characters, though. Anyway, leaving Avengers behind, hop on over to Vancouver, where Blackbird Interactive has recently hit a huge milestone for Hard Space Shipbreaker, which left early access last month, two months ago, and then, of course, won Canadian Game to his best ongoing Canadian game, 2020. Uh, that's not nothing, Steve. It's half a million copies sold in two years since the game launched in early access. Um, obviously, you know, we're playing with a studio working on multiple projects, so it, you shouldn't look at the size of the studio and the success of Shipbreaker alone to get any sense of how they're doing, because there's those three rumored Minecraft games in development, of course, mm. Homeworld 3 with the backing of Xbox. So Hard Space really was like an experimental, you know, try to launch a new IP experience project. And mm. I, I think quite successful, or like successful enough. I Seems like a half a million. Yeah, half a million is no joke, so that's cool. Mm. It's a $43.99 on uh, f- full price now after since leaving early access on Steam, but of course it is still on Game Pass uh, where it works quite, quite well. I can confirm. Mm. I think it's only on PC Game Pass, though. They haven't, like, like just getting early access was just getting on uh, PC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got 12,191 reviews. Very positive. Ooh. Not bad. Nice. So actually, I guess we can kind of grab some numbers from that. Because maybe maybe you guys, you devs, kind of know this, but mm. I was always, I'm like, what number of players leave a review? Devin actually had a really good thread on this. He broke down, a, like, maybe a year, or like, some milestones since uh, bombing the Graffiti Sandbox game he released came out. And he, mm. was, he was breaking down, like, uh, uh, follows... Oh, 
versus downloads and, and versus purchases on itch.io because it's free and you can pay if you want versus uh wish lists purchases and reviews on steam so that was a really interesting mm-hmm. breakdown as i understand it it's usually like one in ten uh, is like a good rough number this seems a lot this is like 2.5 percent okay um, okay that's going off of the reviews now and the 500,000 sales. And that, um, I would wager those sales like literally only counts units sold, not whatever they made off Game Pass. So, you know, that's probably uh, padding out those numbers. Because mm, yeah, if you just count every single person who plays it on Game Pass, you wouldn't list that under sales because you didn't sell the game. I don't know. I'm yeah, but is it, is it for sale on like um, on a... It's or on um, it's on the store Xbox Store. I'm pretty sure because every game that's on Game Pass usually has a store uh, page that you can usually buy it. Because they all have that uh, promotion where if if you're playing a game on Game Pass and it is on the store, you just get it at a Game Pass discount, kind of like PS Plus discount. Right. So I'd yeah, wait okay, so this. it might be a little bit, but right now, if, if I'm just going off the twelve thousand reviews on Steam and the five hundred thousand uh, sales from a few weeks ago, it's like two and a half percent. So. That's pretty good, I think. Relative. Yeah, so it is on uh, store. It's... Oh, I can't see it because my purchase button's a play button because I'm signed in. I don't know if you can actually buy it. Uh, Anyway. Last bit of news today, Steve. Hotly dispated... I was trying to say discussed and debated at the same time, so I did dispated. I've been doing that a lot lately. (laughs) I kind of just like like Frankenstein two words together in my effort to say something. You should do do some Googling to see if that's a... Precursor, precursor to something. <laughs> yeah, I should. Uh, but Bill 96 out of the province of Quebec, maybe soon a new country. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, has, has everyone in a kerfuffle, Steve. So I want to I wanna just break down what the, the law is. This is from stikemanelliot.c.com. Uh, Catherine Jenner sort of breaks it down here. Quote, uh, on June 1st, 2022, Bill 96 received assent and officially became law. Uh, Quebec's Charter of the French Language underwent its first transformation since passed in 1977. Uh, so it's been what, 55 years, and this is the first big change to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, changes took effect immediately on the date of assent, June 20, or, uh, sorry, June 1st. Uh, and the big reason this affects games is because, and I want to read this directly from CBC here, uh, Bill 96 aims to strengthen Quebec's language laws and the new expanded rules touch on everything from healthcare to the working language of businesses. One part of the law stipulates that immigrants who have been in Quebec for six months or more will only be able to access government services in French. <laughs> yes. I, I, what's your immediate re- response to that, Steve? I'm never going to work in Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> no, just don't immigrate. If you're if you're yeah. a Canadian who moves there and you're a Canadian citizen, you don't have to. It's just immigrants we want speaking our language. Really? Is it? If Actually, I, I don't know. If, there? I don't know if that's right. It says no, because I think like the next part of it is like doctors would have to talk to you in French. And stuff oh, like that. I see what you mean. So like if you're offering a service. Oh wow! I think I, that's how I first heard of this bill. Where <laughs> the, I think it was Dragon Slummer brought it up in the politics channel, where it's like doctors and and people providing service would have to speak to people in French, which is obviously very shitty (laughs) if you don't fucking speak French and you want to find out if you have a tumor because you're combining two words together. You know, the, the, (laughs) 
that scene in uh, The Dictator with Sasha Baron Conan where he's like, uh, uh, we changed 26 of the words in our language to Aladdin, including the words for positive and negative. And then it cuts to the doctor and he's like, I have Aladdin news and Aladdin news. Uh, would you, what would you like first? And he's like, the Aladdin news? And he's like, you are HIV Aladdin. <laughs> I'm just picturing uh, French Quebec uh, doctor's offices having little Aladdin moments all the time. Mm. Uh, Osama Dorius, big friend of the uh, site, I guess, replied and loved our work and has replied and been very supportive. Uh, also first discovered on my radar as director on Gotham Knights at Warner Brothers Montreal, quoted in this article in CBC, uh, quote, I just don't see Quebec companies being able to attract talent if that's what they have to contend with. Uh, these job seekers are just going to start looking elsewhere and I don't blame them. It's going to be very hard for us to compete on a global level. Even if they're francophones, they're leaving because they got better jobs in California or in Sweden. Uh, we actually have a presence and a global presence as a leader in video games and we're throwing all of that away. So like, very powerful words from Osama. Now a teacher. Sweden, Sweden seems random, randomly thrown in there. Am I wrong? No, that's because they have, um, like, that's Gorilla, and there's a big indie scene there. Like, Sweden has a very strong games industry. So I think when he okay. mentions, like, California, obviously, for Silicon Valley, and then Sweden Silicon for, Valley, like, sure. I think DICE is there, too. Like, it's DICE, uh, Gorilla, and then a whole bunch of indies. Mm, okay, I'll accept that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had another quote uh, down here I, I really liked. Uh, I think everyone understands the importance of the French language. I just think it's a question of making sure newcomers feel included as well. Uh, that wasn't from Osama. That was from Christopher Chancy, chairman of the board at Guild de Jeux de Vidéo de Quebec, which is... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, I think, quote, I think the intention behind Bill 96 is to make certain people feel unwelcome Uh I hope I'm wrong. I seriously hope I'm wrong. So this is pretty hefty, Steven. And, and of course, we love shitting on Quebec. I love shitting on Quebec personally. Uh, this doesn't make it any easier. Like this is the province whose premier said um, Nobel Peace Nobel Peace Prize winning laureate whatever Malala should take her headscarf off if she ever wants to teach in the province. Right. So like this is a province who's currently led by a pretty open, blatant racist and just enacts increasingly blatantly racist legislation all the time. I don't know. This kind of sucks. Oh, huge. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> it's the kind of thing where I feel like <laughs> I feel like a lot of basically every single um, game dev in Quebec now is like hundred percent remote. <laughs> like mm. you can just, just whatever, like you can work for Ubisoft, you're not, but you don't have to be in Quebec. Cause like mm. how else, how else are they going to compete with immigrant? Like French isn't a super popular language. Like there's and, and Quebec how, French even less. So <laughs> yeah. How and so it's just, people? I've, I've spoken to, I mean, this is, this is like circumstantial or whatever, but like I've spoken to a few like people from France who say, like Quebec is just gibberish <laughs> to them. Like, yeah, they don't yeah. understand what's going on, and I can I believe it. Like, there's definitely like Tabernacle. It's definitely like English dialects and stuff where I'm just like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. So, 275 million people speak French. That's not a lot. That's dick. That's nothing. <laughs> That's less than the state, the population of the United States. So know? consider how many of those people 
could fill an art director role or like a lead unity technical director or anything, you know, like consider how, how much you've just culled your potential workforce down to Dick. Like you said, (laughs) oh man, it's, it's Quebec, you know, like you got to laugh about it or you'll cry about it. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't understand well, I do understand what they're doing. They're yeah, stupid, they no, it's target. Like they want non-white people to learn the goddamn language. Like that's what they want. They tried this with the uh, they banned head coverings in public uh, sector, which they signed under their giant cross that hangs over their legislature, which is just mwah, like you couldn't have written that better in a movie. Um, yeah, it's just an increasingly racist province government, at least. I started, I've yeah. met so many great people in Quebec and obviously have a lot of friends in Montreal and we have a bunch of people in our, our Discord from Quebec who this is affecting. And so I don't want to make light of it either. Like this is going to mess people's lives up, I think. Yeah. I think it's like you, if your business is more than like five or ten, it's like a small number as well. Mm. It's like, I don't think I've ever worked for a business less than like ten people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, mm. I don't know. It's great. It's, it sucks. And Another- basically, not that I had any... Um, not that I have any respect like for Quebec no. to begin with. Not that I had any plans to move to Quebec mm-hmm. or whatever, but like this, I would basically for anywhere if they're like, oh, you have to learn fucking Mandarin mm-hmm. or Korean or Japanese mm-hmm. or you know French, French, whatever. Yeah, you picked a bunch of Asian <laughs> languages, so I wanted to throw <laughs> no, a white one in there. I know, I, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I know you, you don't. <laughs> I know you do. But I'm just like, all right, I'm not gonna. I'm not. Yeah, gonna no, do. that's an insurmountable uh, task at this point in my life. Like, or I just need to. Or Vietnamese or Thai. <laughs> no, or stop, like, stop, like, stop. Uh, yeah, I wanted to highlight from uh, that uh, Stegman uh, lawyer website that broke it down. Uh, quote: Fines for contravention have been increased between seven hundred and seven thousand dollars for individuals and $3,000 to $30,000 in other cases. The fines apply for each day that the offense continues. Uh, The amounts are tripled for each additional offense past the first. What? Like, uh, did did you ever watch Demolition Man? No. Oh, man. So in Demolition Man, it takes place in like 2040s LA and it's like... um, it's like you know, there's no fat, there's no salt, and like you don't have sex and mm. self-driving cars, and like the like there's no violence and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and you can't swear. And so one of the scenes is Sylvester Stallone going up to the thing and just swearing constantly <laughs> because he just keeps getting like paper and and bills, and yeah. he uses that for toilet paper because there's a thing, there's a joke with toilet paper. You should watch Demolition. Okay, it's okay, one of, I'll watch it's one of the best no, but action movies. I'm picturing myself uh, in the Rocky jumps like gray sweatsuit. Uh, walking up to just some snooty Quebecer and just screaming English at them while they like write me a ticket and stick it in my face over and over. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what's gonna happen. You know this. You know the episode of The Simpsons where Homer goes to New York. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> yeah. me. Anytime I'm forced to travel through Montreal. <laughs> uh, that's a good note to end the news segment on and move into some releases. Now, what do you have to wash that awful taste out of my mouth? Mountain Dew or crab juice? Ugh! Oh, jeez. I'll take a crab juice.
only one release of note since last we recorded, uh, unless I missed one, in which case apologies, Cuphead, The Delicious Last Course, which I realized several years after it was announced was short for DLC, uh, by the Moldenhauer's Brothers Homes in Oakville, Ontario, as well as some others in Regina, and the composers in Toronto, and there's other freelancers all over Canada and the world. It's a very Canadian game. Uh, it's out. It's out now on Xbox One, PS4, Switch, GOG, and Steam. Get fucked, itch.io. Uh, Steve, I've been playing it, but I'll talk about it in the end of the show. It's pretty tight. If people are unaware, it adds uh, a new realm. You sort of access from the first area of the first Cuphead <coughs> Island. You sort of like take a little boat over. Uh, Miss Chalice is now a playable character. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, only 10 bucks, which surprised me. I would have thought they would charge more, but they're nothing if not a studio who appreciates value. I, um, I'm just going through my email mm. to look at my Steam thingy because I mm. wishlist all these freaking games. Neon Blight. Oh, I remember that one. Apparently, that one? apparently came out. Welcome to Eden, the old town district beneath the megacity. Fight through dystopian cyberspace, collect hundreds of firearms, establish an exotic black market gun store, cater to other cyberpunk runners, and work towards the ultimate payday in this neon roguelite store management shoot 'em up. Huh. I forget. So it seems like it's a shoot 'em up, and then you kind of sell them in a store. Neon Blight cool by interest. Bleeding Tapes in Montreal. There we go. We wishlisted that January twentieth, twenty twenty one. Oh, well, it looks like it's out now. Wow, good work, guys. It's in nine user reviews, so it doesn't have... uh, Let me get a funny one. Hold on, let's see. Moonlighter (laughs) plus Enter the Gungeon. That's a good pitch. I like Hmm. both those games. I didn't finish either of them, but... Is it Steam Deck verified, Steve? I don't see it on the Steam page. Although it's full controller support, so I assume it would do well on the Steam Deck. Yeah, I'm not seeing it, which usually means it's, like, not... It's like unknown or Freedom Games, the publisher, also, I believe, published Dreamscaper, that other Canadian game we've covered. So they're picking up a couple Canadian indies. I see you guys over there. At least I think that was uh, them. I'm not seeing it on their Steam page, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Mm. Oh, no, it's right there. Dreamscaper. There you go. You're right. Nice. Okay, sweet. All right. So those are the releases this week. Steve, we want to wish list some more games that you can get emails about a year from now and then we talk about them again. Oh yeah, I can't wait. Actually I haven't logged into Steam. Let me just make sure you can. Do you uh do you wish list on your Steam Deck or on your desktop? Uh no on my desktop. Okay. I don't uh, ever like wish list not during this segment. Unless like someone shares in our Discord on Chainless Plugin. Yeah. And I'm and like I don't mean to say this like rude, but when I'm genuinely excited where I'm just like, oh, like this, I definitely want to know. Yeah, yeah. Some of these games, it's, you know, I, they do look interesting, but I'm just like, this is to help out the dev. We cover a lot of games we wouldn't personally play. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. First game this week on Wishlist This, a segment, dear listener, if if you're new to this whole shebang, is where I highlight three upcoming Canadian-made games, Steve's. Steve has to add to his wish list right now, uh, inspired by former co-host Brett and Steve's. Well, wait, one of those is former co-host. One of them is my current co-host. Frequent wish listing of games while we were talking about them. First one shared in our Discord, Push Comes to Shovel, which is the best goddamn name for any game I've heard yet this year. That's good. Push. Can you think of a better one? Uh, Push Comes to Shovel by Mantra Games in Halifax, Nova Scotia. 
Push Comes to Shovel is a snowy oh, sim adventure yeah. set in the frigid, frigid town of Windrow. Become the blizzard wizard you've inspired to be and clean up the town. Upgrade and utilize a variety of plows, snowblowers, shovels, and tools to complete chill jobs. It's exactly what it sounds like, Steve. You have a Mr. Plow truck. You drive around to people's houses and you use an increasing uh, supply of tools that you that you're accru- accruing to better shovel snow more effectively. Uh, I know my friend Jake is like he loves dad chores. Like he loves like he feels good mowing the lawn. He likes like trimming his hedges and shit. And of course, Steve, he loves and my dad actually. I don't I don't think he likes it, but I don't know. It's part of his like meditation at this point. Shoveling like the, the driveway. I like the after. I like the after thought. Like looking at a good shoveled yeah. driveway. I'm like, yeah, that's good. I, I think know. I even texted you about that. You have, <laughs> you have actually. I I think this game would appeal to those those kind of people who maybe <clears throat> want that year round clean driveway experience, Steve. Man, if you want that, come to come to one sound. Fucking just shovel my driveway. There was a point this year where I just stopped shoveling my driveway. I was like, this shit will melt eventually. Like, I'll just whatever. We all work from home. Whatever. Yeah. If I need to get out, I'll shovel the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> I remember in Ottawa, the snowbanks used to get so high that they had a separate plow that they would plow the snow into like on the left of the plow. And then that plow had like a front bucket that then picked it up like a corn shooter and shot it on the other side of the first snowbank to create a smaller snowbank closer to the house. So by the end of the winter, you'd have like two varying size, like eight foot snowbanks. Nice. It was nice. awesome. Yeah. My, my brother's actually going to hook me up with a snow plow. Um, that's for this year. So I'm, Quite excited about that. Blizzard Wizard is the name of your protagonist. After getting lost and famished while bushwhacking in the frigid north, you stumble upon a small sleepy town. Desperate for food, shelter, and work, you find an abandoned RV where your new life begins as a snow removal operator. This game sounds awesome, Steve. There's gifts in the Steam description. Uh, Complete a list of daily contracts, shovel or plow. There's one section where he's just making a giant snowball. Like, you've pushed a snowball in a video game. Of course. Uh, explore the frigid scenery to find hidden objects. Upgrade your equipment. Interact with the townsfolk. This is just a slice of life thing. Like, you remember Lake, that game where you just uh, delivered mail in Oregon in like the 80s? No, it came, I don't came remember. out no. earlier this year. This oh. is like, I like games in this genre of just like, I do kind of want to be a mailman for a couple hours. You know, like, I do kind of want to be a snow removal prodigy for a couple hours. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Is push comes to shovel on. <laughs> Your Steam wish list. Yes, it is. Where, where are those guys from? Are those the guys who are Halifax? From Halifax or? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is funny because we have, of all the places I've lived in Canada, <clears throat> the most tame winters possible. Really? Yeah. No, it's all it's it's mediated by the ocean, right? <clears throat> so like, it's just slush most of the winter. Like nothing stays on the ground, and <clears throat> compared to Ottawa and like Fergus, where I mostly grew up, it is like a much less snowy winter. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Next game today on wish list. This is Broken Edge by Trebuchet in Montreal, Quebec, published by Fast Travel Games in Sweden. There you go, Steve. Uh, releasing fall 2022. <laughs> Quote, All right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> thank you. 
Broken Edge is a VR multiplayer fantasy dueling game where you embody historical sword fighters, use their unique techniques and powers combined with cutting edge fencing mechanics to claim victory against online components and climb the ranks. So a VR game, I definitely want to say at the top, notice requires Vive, Rift, or Index. See supported VR section for more info. Broken Edge also requires a controller to play. Mouse keyboard is not supported. Those are big orange boxes at the top of the page here. But Steve, this game, it, does it look a bit like Sable or am I crazy? Like it has that like black outline, nice, pretty pastels. Yeah, uh, everything's like a bright, like bright blue, bright red, bright orange or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's like the that's the how I would describe the art style is sort of sable esque, um, but of course it's it's what you'd imagine. You're you've got the two floating hands in front of you. You're picking from a different arsenal, and then you're squaring off against other people. Uh, no gifts whatsoever in the Steam page, but they're not out till fall, so you still got time. Uh, what do you think, Steve? Yeah, there's <clears throat> there's a few games like this, right? Like I'm not into the VR scene that hmm. much anymore. So I'm not 100% sure. But isn't Gorn or Gore or something? Yeah, like that? that's like, so that's like uh, you're in a coliseum and they're coming yeah. in waves. Um, that's kind of what I'm looking at this where it, it feels like that, like a more colorful Gorn, which isn't a bad thing. I'm just saying that's what it kind of reminds me of. It looks pretty Yeah, simple. sword fighting in first person VR is kind of like once you've seen that done once, there's, you know, there's very few ways to iterate on that. Like, as far as like you're a literal floating, you're, you're a floating sword and you're moving, looking around, like that's going to feel a lot similar just cause you yeah, know, a lot of VR games are first person. And so there's <laughs> consistencies there, but like the, the thing with this one is they're trying to teach you like how to fence. And I don't think it's like Rocksmith tried to teach you how to play the guitar with like a real guitar, but I think they are going to walk you through the steps of like, all right, position your body this way. Um, don't lean in and expose yourself in this way, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. and so you'll then like play against other people like fencing, like you've seen those wasp mask guys at the Olympics, uh, and like that, work your way through a, uh, an online component. It looks cool. And, and in James Bond. Oh, true. In James Bond. I'm working my way through those still. So don't, don't oh. spoilers, no spoilers. I'm on seven out of 27. <laughs> Is some of, them, some of them are rough. Some of no, them are dude, rough. Most of them are rough so far. Oh, probably. I mean, I haven't seen them <laughs> since high school, but like, even, uh, there was once in high school I was like, this is fucking suck. <laughs> no, the best one is uh, the Casino Royale from like 67 or 69 because there's this scene where Woody it's a parody, Allen, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Woody, Woody Allen's put up against the wall and he's like, wait, look over there. And then they turn around and he runs up and he's like, see ya, suckers. It's so <laughs> anyway, is Broken Edge from Montreal based Trebuchet Games on? Your Steam wish list. Yes, it is. Excellent. Last game today on our wish list. This segment oh, comes at us from Toronto-based Jason Accardo. Deadwind, an open-world CRPG roguelike adventure, is the full title. Uh, it's currently up and playable, and this is sort of like an. This is a very open development process. Uh, if you follow their Twitter, they're posting like every other day, like what they're adding to the game, and it's like very transparent. And there seems to be a, a community coalescing around it who want this kind of game, because uh, this kind of like you know how Stardew Valley filled the monster, mon- not Monster Hunter. Heart, wow, Harvest Moon hole in everyone's hearts, uh, and mm-hmm. you see these these people trying to recapture underserved genres. Um, mm-hmm. Deadwind absolutely looks like one of those games that, like, I don't know, kids in movies in the '90s would be playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Quote: Inspired by other games in the same same genre, like NetHack, Caves of 
Cud, Q-U-D. That's probably a famous CRPG I'm messing up, sorry. Uh, or Dwarf Fortress. My aim with this project was to expand the roguelike dungeon formula and offer an open world to the likes of Ultima to explore with dungeon and dragon style skill checks. Wow, that sounds like a huge bunch of dork shit, but dork shit, I imagine <laughs> there's a massive audience for, given the success of several uh, dork-laden uh, properties like Stranger Things and other stuff like that. Um, you can download the, the uh, demo, uh, sorry, the pre-alpha demo, and then follow them on Itch.io, and then follow them on Twitter, too. That's where they're posting a lot of the updates. Uh, but what do you think of the, of the page so far, Steve? Uh, I'm going to be honest, I haven't looked at it yet because I'm trying to log into my Itchy account. Uh, okay, I'm going to describe it a bit for the viewer at home. So Please if you do. played a CRPG, you know, like the actual game screen is like sort of like the top left two thirds of the screen. And then the right side's your stat sheet, the bottom's like where the like text lines come in describing what you're doing. And then when you go to talk to someone, there's this like beautiful character portrait on the left. Um, and you can choose between some dialogue options. But the thing that's really interesting to me about the art style that I think is going to be what's separating it from the old games it's emulating is the top down view is 3D. It's not 2D. So like when like when you're directly above a tree, it just looks like a tree. But when the tree's on the left side of your oh. screen, you can see like the trunk and the top. So if this was a game released in like that time period when these were coming out, this is what I feel like they would want to make the game look like because like it does add a lot. It makes it feel like you're sort of peering into or like onto the table of, of a D and D session with like little props around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like back in the day, it would just be different Zelda. It'd be different screens. Like they would just, they wouldn't move with you. No, no. And it would be flat too. There wouldn't be any depth to the trees or the buildings, but in this one, like, and then in the second gif or sorry, the third gif, fourth gif, Good work, guys. There's like rain coming down, and so like, yeah, but, that's the but one it's I'm at. Oh, it's so good. Like, it looks beautiful. What do you think? Yeah, it does look pretty sweet. So I've given up. I can't log on HUS. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll wish list it, it twice. Do it. Do it. Delayed wish list sound somehow. Um, do it at like the very end of the podcast. Okay. okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it does. Uh, it looks really really cool. Is it what? So, is it a? Is it like an RPG? Like I'm trying. Like I, the last screen looks like. It's kind of the D and D stuff, but what is the battle? Is it? CRPG. I guess like yeah. Everest uh, hit jeweled but bomb. Everest war to ten. You pass over some loot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So it's just like turn based, like D and D style thing. This mm. looks awesome. Yeah, CRPG for those of you who are unaware, which I wasn't, stands for computer role playing game, uh, typically in a fantasy environment. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it look. I mean, it looks like a. It's straight out of the. 80s hearing. But in the same way, like, you remember how Return of the Obra Dinn tried to look like an original, like, first person Mac, like, point and click adventure? Not mm -hmm. point and click adventure, like, uh, I don't know what it was trying to emulate, but it, it modernized that look and, like, did things with it you couldn't do, like, literally just couldn't do with the tech at the time. This yeah. seems to be trying to do that for that genre. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, so good. Anyway, delayed sound effect on that one. Why don't we roll into some music and then close out the show with uh, some Discord discussions that I think will naturally blend into what we've been playing and then we'll say goodbye. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good. Beautiful.
Steve. They finally, finally put me out of my misery. Sly Cooper is not in active development anywhere. Sucker Punch clarifies, quote, no one is working on a Sly Cooper or Infamous game. But most importantly, no one is working on a Sly Cooper game. Which is sad, because, you know, they, and people know this, you know, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. They ended four on, like, the biggest fuck you cliffhanger ever. After I didn't want four, because three ended perfectly. People will forget, three ended perfectly. Bentley's on the roof. He looks over at Sly, who (laughs) pretended to get amnesia after getting hit in the head by the ray at the end of three. And then Carmelita recruits him as her deputy. And they're, like, dancing on the rooftop. And Bentley's looking at him. Right at This is what you see at the end of the credits, Steve. Like, I'm still there. I'm on the edge of my seat. And then Sly just turns around and winks at Bentley, letting him know that he's faking having amnesia to be with Carmelita Fox and then Bentley just goes sly you devil and it wraps perfect end to a perfect trilogy and then they tore it all apart in four which is fine I had a lot of fun in four 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 was good four was unnecessary but good and then they end it on a a cliffhanger where he's trapped in ancient Egypt destroying the time machine that sent him back there in order to save the world and they're just gonna leave me there forever yeah yeah okay Uh, I'm I'm sorry (laughs) I I I'm sorry, because also I'm really upset about Infamous, man. Like, I know, I, me too. I, I liked like Infamous. I was like, yo, they're not bringing back Infamous. Like, why not? Like, at least for Infamous, for me, it's just like, can you fucking just port these things to PS4 at the very least, then, mm. so I can get new trophies and they can run at 60 frames per second and just be smooth Dude, and yeah. Dope? An Infamous trilogy port would rule. Yeah, it'd be, it would be it would be so dope if they and they. I mean, the other game is a PS4 game, but. It's early PS4, like you mm-hmm. can probably do still do a lot with it. Absolutely. And I want to like, play uh, Infamous 2 again, you know? I want to <laughs> hang out with Zeke. You know, I want I want to tell each other you sexual innuendos while we rip around New Orleans or I what was then, it called? And then if you take the evil evil path and you just murder everyone. Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> no nah. one seems to care. Zeke was Well, my I did guy. it for the I did the trophy, the of course. I mean, we all did it for the trophy. But if that trophy yeah. didn't exist, there would be a 0% evil playthrough because you have to kill Zeke. Probably. It was so comically evil. Was just now that they think about it, do you know Zeke from Bob's Burgers? All right. Might as well try to Zeke uh, it up. The, the bully kid? He's like, my, my parents oh, yeah. My parents move around a lot. <laughs> that kid, yeah. he reminds me a lot of Zeke from Infamous. That's true. Oh, man. But yeah, all that to say, um, no no more Sorry. Sly. And that's okay. You know what? I prefer this, you know? Because it's the hope. It's the hope that... that really messes you up you know did you see the latest <laughs> the latest thing no was uh there's a there's a thing where it's like uh respawn is working on a single player first person shooter that takes place in the apex legends universe and everyone's like uh i played that game <laughs> <laughs> i played two of those games actually <laughs> Titanfall one didn't have single player, but yeah, it had a story. The IMC guy yelled at me after mm. every match, and what's her That's face fair. was also yelling at me. Everyone <laughs> so yells at you in that game. I know. So I thought of you for that one too. Thank but you. Yeah. the The weird thing about this is all the rumors pointed for that one uh, Pixel Opus or whatever mm-hmm. that studio, the concrete, yeah. concrete Genie Devs, correct? Yeah. And so what are what are they doing? Because it's been Concrete Journey is like four years old at this point. Oh my gosh, it is. If this was. Uh, you know, if this was the Luigi's Mansion Three team, we would have we would have that game already. Whatever the new game is, you're right. You know what? Maybe, and I'm sure everyone in the Sly community. No, is sorry, Concrete Journey is 2019, so we're we're coming up. Oh, to okay, some, three. We're coming up three years. Okay, okay. This would be what you would tell someone right before you're about to announce a Sly Cooper game, right? 
<laughs> no, we're gonna move on for that. Uh, do, do we want to talk about the the bot Sega? Because we, I think, Steve witnessed two different like scammers in our Discord <laughs> trying to like play off each other to legitimize each other to like yeah yeah. I don't I don't think they're bots. I think they're scammers. The thing the weird thing is is with Chris. So yeah, there was two people. Well, actually, one person almost got caught in the cross. Uh, but they were they they replied quickly. <laughs> God bless them. <laughs> but yeah, two people talking and Christy was like talking earlier in the morning about how she has a voice acting job and stuff like that. Wasn't mm. like sketchy or anything like that. Talking about, you know, that she's scared or whatever. And we were all hyping her up and stuff. Yeah. And then she was totally fine. And then the other person was being sketch posting like porn shit and her, and the, their description was like, you won't fuck unless you click this or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then Christy, yo, you almost got away with it. You, you know almost, what I mean? Oh, yeah. She said, I've seen her photos. They're really hot. And right yep. then you're like, oh, uh, no. yep. you're in cahoots. But that's why the other dude got in the, caught in the crossfire because we were talking to Christy because Christy seemed like a real person. Yeah. And that yeah. other person had been talking to Christy earlier, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. earlier today, someone was also talking about how they are looking for a job and stuff like that. And they're new. And I'm like, Oh, they're getting, they're getting crafty, Steve. Like the games, the games are shipping broken and the bots and scammers are getting better. You know, like everything wrong is happening at once. It was fun though. It was uh, our our analytics. I realized (laughs) in retrospect, I was sitting in Pearson after my gate changed three times and I was molested by airport security. And I was just sitting there trying to read these bot messages. And I was like, really not happy when I was like, Added, I added the three of them, and I was like, "If any of you can link to a real social media account in the next ninety seconds, I won't ban you." I know <laughs> the, you gave such a short amount of time. I was like, but, "Yo!" But I knew you could just tab over, copy your thing, and tab back, which is what the guy did. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, it matches your handle is in the email at the bottom." But no one else would. They're like, why do men do this to us? And I was like, "Ah, yeah, eh, <laughs> out oh, of my Discord." <laughs> Yeah, they're not they're not used to talking to real girls or something like that. <laughs> and no, I'm not, but I can also still tell you're a bot. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was a fun little saga that you could uh, see next time in our Discord. So join it. Join Discord. Join Discord. our Discord and constantly prove your humanness to me, or I'll ban you. No, I won't. Mm. All right, Steve, let's close out the show. Oh, 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 I did want to mention, and you linked it, Use Your Words 2 was Mm. successfully funded on Kickstarter by Smiling Buddha Games. Uh, They're in, where were they? Were they Toronto? Toronto, Toronto. yeah. The publisher, uh, the campaign was run out of Philadelphia, which I think just is like their PR team, but Smiling Buddha registers to Ontario, I believe. Yes. And this was a sequel to, there was like a PlayStation game like this, right? Like Use Your Words was like one of those phone ones they were trying for a bit. Yeah, I think, well, Use Your Words was their previous game. Mm. But there's a few games like this where you use your phone. <clears throat> like, like Jackbox is kind of like pioneer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I remember, the, I remember seeing, I think, Use Your Words 1, like in a PlayStation stream. Oh, probably. Yeah. I think it came to PlayStation, but I, came, I think it was actually on Wii U as well, if I, my memory serves. Oh, man. Good stuff. 58,000 ones to bring that yeah. to life. Nice. Good for them. Congrats to Canadian nice team successfully funding your game. Estimated delivery September 2023. That's a way closer than uh, sabotaged uh, set with Sea of Stars. And I believe this one because this is a much more smaller scope game. I didn't believe Sea of Stars and I still eh, take your time. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. Whatever. All right, Steve, I want to uh, highlight Super Perils of Baking one more time uh, for what I've been playing because I gave it some more time and I didn't really 
uh, properly. I'd only played like the first like five levels last time. I've, I'm like two worlds in now. And there, there's a lot more to this game than I let on. This is, of course, by Lily Mo Games in Guelph. Ding, ding. I don't know. There should have been a sound there because you and I both spent so much time in Guelph. But I don't know. I'll put something in. Yeah, we probably uh, went to the movies together. We probably were in the same theater statistically watching something. No, because I went to I went to Woodlawn a lot. Which one did you go to? I went to Woodlawn as well. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Because the the one in Stone Road Mall closed. My first, my oh, was, was that one year. in the South End, like the fancy one? Was that open when you lived there or no? Oh no, it it, it that one opened up when I moved out for like, oh, okay. like moved to Kitchener. So I went, to, I would I did see some movies there, but when I went to school in Guelph, I went to Woodlawn. The, okay, the okay. South one wasn't open. Anyway, Lily Mo Games, Guelph, home team hero, founder of the Communist Party of Canada, rest in peace, uh, has a great <laughs> level variety, Steve. I, I, I played a lot of old games as a kid, just haphazardly. Like, I didn't sit down and play Super Mario Bros. front to back. Like, I didn't sit down and play one of these old platforming games, really. Like, that was a bit before my time. But it has like all the missions I know. Like the underwater mission actually feels good. There's an auto scroll like level that actually felt good. There's a minecart level that I was like, this is actually really good. So so the the levels are are very different. And I think people who have a lot more affinity for the genre and like memories playing these games, like you, might get a lot more out of this than me. Uh, and the enemy designs do get pretty spicy, and like they they are mixing up in a way that's keeping me on my toes because you know. The first, like you can, and you can jump on everyone's head to kill them, but there's a couple that, that get a little fun. Like you'll jump on them once and then they like start jumping and you have to hit them again, but it becomes harder. You know what I mean? Um, or there's like one who you, if there's ones you want to miss cause like they move slowly, but if you jump on them, then they move really fast and they're, they're indestructible. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot, you have to be paying attention. You can't just run through and like mindlessly head stomp. Um, like I'd kind of been doing, um, Really good music too. I cranked the the cranked the soundtrack up and and it was nice. What are you uh, playing on? I'm playing on Xbox. They sent us a code. Full disclosure, publisher self published with uh, no ooh, last stand media, right? Yeah, that's uh, Col- that's like Collins. Comrades like little LLC. Um, mm. And I will say the weakest part is probably the writing. Like there is a, a an intro cutscene. Uh, sort of setting up these two brothers who one was always slightly better than the other at cooking and the other one got evil and and that, that might be like because Colin knows that genre way better than me so if he's emulating like a, a bad writing style of these games that's like just like would feel really like uh, familiar to people I could totally see that but for me I was like this sucks <laughs> just sort of skip <laughs> uh, that's fair yeah did you the, this was like because I listened to the podcast so like the the there was like a funny little Factoid. I want to mm. p- pick this game up. I'll pick it up eventually. Mm-hmm. But I guess in the recipe books, or like in the, they get recipes for enemies and stuff like that. And one of the one of the enemies or something like that, the final step of the recipe, all it said was Taiwan is a country. <laughs> and in Xbox, PC, and Nintendo, that was fine. But Sony told them they have to remove that. Huh. So they removed it out of the game. Of course, Colin was being a little shit, just trying to sneak that in. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was like, that's just like a little, that's the only interesting tidbit I know about that. Because like, I don't think, I don't know, that's never really come up in anything. Not not Taiwan in general, just like Mm. that sort of censorship of just like, don't, don't mention this. And the funny that like, you think Nintendo, I would think Nintendo would really be the one to be like, don't put that shit in the game. But Mm. Sony is the one that, 
I guess right of it, but I PlayStation. Don't know. I wonder if PS because PS Five has a pretty big foothold in Japan relative to the other consoles at this point. Like I wonder. Sorry, uh, in China, in like China? like PlayStation's in China in a way that I, I Xbox definitely is, and I don't know if Nintendo is. So mm. I wonder if they have the biggest vested interest in staying in China. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. I'm just so being like curious about that. Get this out of here. <laughs> I mean, of course, we here at CanadianGameDevs.com support G in the One China policy. Um, I, I support a peaceful transition of power to assimilation. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about that situation. But <laughs> Team and T, Steve, I kept playing it. Why is it so good? Why? Why is it so good? Uh, it's it's something special. You know what it I mean? Is. Like it is. They they nailed it. They nailed this game. Multiplayer's like. Um, Couch co-op is like dope. It's so I haven't good, even my played couch co-op. I haven't even tried oh, online dude. yet. I've just been playing by myself and I'm having such a oh, good time. Really? Yeah. Oh man, six six players is dope. But like okay. my friend and I, I had two friends over before we went to see Thor on Friday and him mm. and I only have two controllers. But so we were just passing the controllers around like it was like we were back in high school, just like taking turns and stuff and just mashing. And my friend who's not really much of a gamer was like Oh man, I don't know how to play this. I'm like, all you have to do yeah. is hit square. Like, don't and, and worry about B it. B to dodge. Like, the dodge is actually coming in. I want to say, for people who might not know what Team and T game, we're talking, of course, about Shredder's Revenge from oh, yeah. Tribute Games in Montreal. A true tribute to the genre, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's they. Like, it's better than Streets of Rage 4, without mm. a doubt. Mm. And wow, it's, it's, and you loved Streets of Rage 4. Streets of Rage 4 is great. A high endorsement DLC. indeed. Uh, I still got to play the DLC, but. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's awesome. I think like adding that dodge gets rid of the whole because like the whole stigma with this genre is that it's like it, it was meant to eat your quarters, like mm-hmm. you just die, whatever. But TMNT, like you know, there's challenges where you don't get hit, mm-hmm. and it's totally possible. Like it's if on you the first learn, level. There's one, of those, and it, yeah. they, I kept replaying trying to do it. And if you learn the enemy patterns and if you learn all that stuff, like you, there's a trophy for beating the last enemy without getting hit, the, the mm, last boss. That's intense. Yeah, which I don't know if I'll ever do, but I'm just like, yo, this this game is like easy to play, difficult to master. Yes, situation like they 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 fucking killed it. Mm-hmm. And Not hard to do. I mean, sorry, awesome. um, the opposite of what I said. Very hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? You know what is also very hard to do. Make your game run at 30 frames on the Nintendo Switch, which next level games in Vancouver. I loved Luigi's Mansion Three. I still think it's one of the prettiest. Probably one of the best running Switch games I'd played, but Mario Strikers, Steve, it hurts. Like I'm playing it with friends who know games. I'm playing with friends who don't know games, and everyone's commenting on the frame rate. They're like, "Why is it choppy?" You know, and I'm like, oh, "It's, it's choppy. It's so good though, because I want to love it. It's my my friend Braden actually. I wanted to get him on the pod sometime to do as like I think we'll add like as we grow out the show and do it more frequently. I want to add correspondence, like people who are who fill in uh, gaps in our knowledge, <laughs> uh, and we could have them on to just like talk about a topic. Braden, I think Braden I'm gonna. Always- Get all these CRPG nerds on. Yeah, exactly. We need to get someone there. And then Brain's like my Nintendo guy because I was like, what do you think about Strikers? And he was like, it's my favorite uh, gameplay of any Nintendo game this year. And it's my least favorite Nintendo game of any game this year. I'm like, interesting. And I think I'm mm-hmm. feeling the same way because there's so much in here I want to love. Like, the characters are so funny, Steve. Like, I said it before, but when you pass the ball to Mario or Wario, he picks it up and carries it like a pizza and just waddles around the field and then just throws it at the net. Like, that's hilarious. <laughs> but he does it at 12 frames per second mm. <sighs> i want to love it i want to love mario strikers and i can't and, and that 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 hurts 
Yeah, fair. Yeah, a couple uh, more I, I want to go through I'm, quick. Unless you got to go. Yeah, true. No, no, no. I'm, I was going to say I might pick it up. I, I bought it for a friend. Oh, um, man. But I just, yeah, I'm just like, eh, whatever. The thing that, like, I've noticed about Nintendo games, because mm. golf golf had this, mm-hmm. soccer had this, Mario, the first Mario Party had this, is like, mm-hmm. they're just not releasing games with content. Like, they just don't have enough stuff in them. And they kind of have patched some stuff in, but Mario Party, Mario Party were launched with like four boards and like it was fine at the time, but now in retrospect, I'm like, yo, that's shit. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo games also never go on sale. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, I'm whatever. I yeah. honestly, I mean, oh, actually that's another game I've been playing, but like I've barely played the Switch this year. Mm-hmm. Like other than the game I'm writing down right now, I don't think I played a single game and I, uh, until Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. Which I'm noting, I'm assuming it's going to be on Switch Pro at this point. Same with Metro Prime Four. Oh, man, I have, no, I have no reason to play. But. Yeah, yeah. All right, Steve. I promised my friends it would be the summer of Fall Guys, which hit every platform free to play June 21st, and I'm sad to say it is not going to be the summer of Fall Guys. Uh, I've had a couple weeks playing a couple big several hour sessions with some friends, and it is still, I want to say, as of. Uh, July 10th, 2022, showing me PlayStation icons on my Xbox. <laughs> like, we're, we're almost four weeks after launch. Three to four, two to three weeks after launch. This is a billion dollar parent company with a $30 billion publisher. You know, like, like the Xbox icons are free online. You can just go download them. I did it and put them in sentience, you know, like, <laughs> like I, it's, it's, it's so frustrating to me because I know how to do it because I've literally gone into an game engine and assigned the icons and then hit play and made it work that the fact fall guys can't put the correct icons on my screen is just like, and you know, you mentioned earlier, I, I because there's so many games and, and we get a bunch of them for free and I buy a bunch, I can have a one strike. I'm like, this sucks. And like, if it's not like, I'm just like, I'm, my bar is so high. This doesn't clear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I also downloaded it because I just wanted to get the trophies for the PS5 and they didn't sync. And I was like, shit. And then I go online and they, there's a bug. It's a known issue. They just. They won't. The trophies will not sync from your other like versions of the game. I'm just like, yo, why did you guys release this? Right mm-hmm. now? Like, and here's my theory: summer vacation. You want it to be the free to play game that launches at the end of June, that hits the big PR push. You know, you got a bunch of promotions with other games going on. Uh, I think they wanted to be the free to, and I think they wanted obviously a Fall Guys summer. Uh, I mean, the first game was originally trying to hit June of 2020 and they had to delay to August because it was so broken after one of the betas. So I, I think they just wanted to hit that summer window and just pushed it out. Mm, it's mm. too bad. It's too bad. Steve. So is there, is there, is it like littered with microtransactions and all that shit? Like, is it- yeah, yeah. There's two premium currencies. Er, yeah, I think there's two premium currencies now, but the cool thing that I guess, cause I got it with PS plus and I synced that to my Epic account when I downloaded it on Xbox, it was like, Oh, Oh, Hey, you already bought the game. Uh, we're going to convert all your kudos or whatever into something else. Uh, and then give you the first season pass for free. So I have the oh, first okay. season pass and, uh, like, and then I, I was like, I sent my friend a screenshot and he was like, why do you have 380,000 kudos? And I was like, Oh, I don't know. There's something at the beginning. And so apparently that's a lot of kudos to like have to spend on the game. So there is that for people who already have the game. But I mean, if you were making something someone paid for free, I assume you would do something for them. 
Yeah. Yeah. True. All right, so you hit me with what you've been playing. Um, Okay, Mercenary Kings, which is a tribute games uh, jam from quite a while ago. Mm -hmm. 2D monster, 2D shooter platformer, but it's Monster Hunter. Like, it's level five, ten minute missions. You go out, you rescue people, or you you kill a number of enemies, or you Mm. get some mats and stuff, or you kill a boss, or you capture a boss, and then you get mats and you make guns and stuff like that. I I downloaded my Vita. It's a lot of fun, but like, you know, the the fir- the scroll on on the start menu is like shows like three or four players kind of run around. Mm-hmm. I wish I could play with this online with online with someone, mm. which I'm guessing is like impossible at this point because it's on Vita. Yeah, and I doubt it's cross play because it came out like before cross play was really a thing. Mm. Maybe we'll give it a try. I didn't really try when I was at the hotel because I had to like tether to my phone. Oh yeah, time. Steve came to Halifax and we didn't record an episode of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's what, what I learned is when you travel with a toddler, mm-hmm. it's totally. I mean, I kind of knew this already. I didn't really learn it, mm. but it's it's all about the toddler. You so are, you like, are traveling with the toddler. Like, yeah, you are the yeah, toddler's like, entourage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's just like. If I have a moment to do non-toddler things, like I'm, I'm, I'm not going to record a podcast, which I've done with you a fucking hundred times. I want to go to the casino because I haven't oh, been yeah. able to do that in a while. Um, yeah, you had your first casino. I did. Time. We we came out even, uh, which was the best case, I think. Yeah, and then I lost. I lost uh, a lot. Of that's okay. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's it's really fun. I I'm I like it. I haven't played it since I got back cuz I feel like it kind of I was like it was that vacation game, mm, you know what I mean? Yep. I want to play more of it, but it kind of it lost its luster after a while where mm. like there just seems to be way too many missions. I'm like you guys could uh not have so many missions here, but I'm not playing in multiplayer. I feel like you got to play It's like with Monster Hunter 2. Like I played Monster Hunter solo and it's boring as fuck. You now this this Hunter isn't like, when you say monster Hunter, you means in terms of like objectives because this is like a two D side scrolling shooter, but with like yeah, and I mean like there's big bosses and you get like mats and stuff to make new weapons. Like you don't really level up, you get you you get lead and aluminum and wood mm. and things from enemies and stuff to make new weapons and stuff like that. Like that's mm-hmm. what I mean by monster hunter. Um, but yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. You gotta play multiplayer. I want to play multiplayer. I want to try. I mean, I have it on PS4, so we could download it and try it. I have it on PS4 as well, too. Actually, okay, let's because it was on, it was a PS Plus game back in the day. Yeah, that's the only reason. That was the first time I heard a tribute, and I played Mercenary Kings, and I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I got some of their other games. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Um, I, I, wa- I want to make sure it's cross save though, because if I have, all, I'm not gonna. No, don't restart that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Steve, why were you playing Overwatch in 2022? I have a friend who just loves this game mm-hmm. and I don't really feel like describing the whole situation of why I don't really want to play Activision games due mm-hmm. to all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of dabbled in Overwatch and I think Overwatch has gotten a lot of flack lately for not having a lot of content. But let me tell you this, if you don't play the game for four years <laughs> and you come back, it's a lot of content. Yep. <laughs> I don't know everything I play everything I played was new. I'm like every care I played a hamster and a ball. I'm like, yep. I don't know who I don't know who this is. <laughs> this map, I was like, I don't know where this map, like all this stuff. Nice. Um, and you know, it's it's fine. The game 
they announced that like the the sequel won't actually like Overwatch one will kind of be done mm-hmm. when the sequel comes out, which got me a little afraid for my trophies. Because mm. um, originally few- they announced they were gonna like sort of assimilate the online of two and one like like two and one would play the same online and now they kind of walk that back and they're like one is going offline and overwatch two is essentially going to replace overwatch one yeah which doesn't make sense you should just give it like an expansion name or something like they do for wow or something yeah exactly it's kind of like what happened with destiny destiny 2 yeah that no whoa i didn't even think about that parallel till just now steve yeah same publisher too right like it's probably an activation thing where it's just like no you need the sequel yeah you gotta have the two on it your nerd friends will fucking join you. It's funny because Des- Destiny 1 was like three or four years. And then Destiny 2 has been like six or seven years. Like, Yeah. Well, I don't think they have any intention of leaving Destiny 2. No, they just did that big Witch Queen thing everyone's having a good time with. So, <clears throat> Yeah, I, I played that too. So. Man. What were you playing on PS... Oh, we just... It's no PS5 version. So you, were you playing the PS4 version on PS5? Yeah. Huh. It's so, I'm just like, yo, how is there not a PS5 version? There's a Peppa Pig PS5 <laughs> version. There's Paw Patrol PS5 versions. Like, mm-hmm. how do you not have an Overwatch PS5 version? Like, oh, man. So, I don't know. Oh, there probably won't but, be a PS5 version because of the Xbox deal, you think? What's the Xbox deal? Well, like, Xbox just bought them. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, maybe. So, oh, actually, like, maybe that's it. Maybe they're, they canned it or whatever. Is there mm-hmm. a Series X version? Hmm, let me let me check. Oh, I totally wow. forgot Xbox bought Activision. Damn, jeez. Platforms. I mean, they they said they don't want to split up like Call of Duty and stuff. Like Phil's Phil has gone on the record, Steve, and I, I checked this after reading the tweet. Phil has gone on the record saying every single game in Bethesda's roster will not be exclusive, except he has not confirmed that for Elder Scrolls Six and Starfield. What about Starfield? Uh, Starfield's coming to both, isn't it? Or, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't Maybe that so. one is just Xbox. But as far the, as like the all is, the other, I f- yeah, I feel like the the updates though aren't coming to PS5 because Fallout 76 got a Xbox Series S X update, but it didn't get a PS5 update. It is still only means- playable on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Although I wonder how Overwatch runs on Nintendo Switch, which it launched in. Yo, I must run like a fucking dick. There's no <laughs> way it runs. Oh, come on. Oh man, every every one of these creative directors has left <laughs> since this wikipedia page was written that's awesome nice um sonic origins which was super buggy so this is a collection of one two and three one, like the the old games and sonic cd yeah okay and i played sonic 3 i mm. know that game like the back of my hand i got all the chaos emeralds like halfway through the game and then i was just like this is dope i love this and then i got some trophies and stuff mm-hmm. and then i go to play the next night and my save is completely gone. Oh my god! And I'm like, where is it? And I tried to re-download it. It's it's gone. Like it's just not there. Like the save is just completely empty. Oh my god! And I haven't played it since. Understandable. <laughs> I would because I'm just like because I also haven't seen it get patched. So I'm like now I'm afraid. And yeah. apparently, I, I didn't know this. Apparently, Sonic Mania was really like a fan game. Yeah, and yeah. It was a bunch of the people in like the fan community sort of got yeah. That's, to make it. Yeah, then Sega was like, oh, this is dope. You will just make, this will just be the next legit Sonic. Mm -hmm. And then um, apparently they got him to do Sonic 3 specifically on that update. Mm. And he like shit all over uh, Sega being like, they don't care, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm also like, confirmed oh. that the Michael Jackson music was a real thing because they took it out. <laughs> yeah, the the pro- the producer of those games tweeted something like, "Strange that they didn't put Michael Jackson's music in the Sonic Three because Sega own uh, Sega has it or something." Yeah, they licensed his music for another Sega game. <clears throat> yeah. And so it was always kind of like hush hush if it was actually Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. They didn't like official. That was like what was official about it. Not that um, it wasn't in the game, but that it was in the like he did it original. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you can't say that. It's same thing with the Simpsons. He wanted to be uncredited. Like he wanted. Like he's not credited on the episode he's in for the Simpsons. Um, I think he doesn't sing in that either. It's just his the the talking voices is him, but not mm-hmm. the singing voice, which is kind of weird. But you know what those. Back then, I don't know if this is still true with certain stars, but like Michael Jordan did not appear in any of the NBA official like games. He was like mm. above that. And so I think Michael Jackson was kind of on the same plateau. But he, but he still wanted to do them. Like he wanted, he loved the Simpsons. And I'm sure he loved uh, Sonic and wanted to just kind of do it yeah, despite kids, the, so. what the brand needed. Oh. <laughs> well, Sega, Sega had like a Michael Jackson game too. Did they? Did they have, what was yeah. the one that came with a glove? There was like a Wii game that like came with the the oh, really? glove. There, there's a game called Moonwalker that is 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 about Michael Jackson saving little kids. I Why? Uh, um, uh, tell me about Wild Arms, Steve. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> uh, I mean, I've just been playing it more. Like it's just a dope JRPG. Rogers was down on Friday mm. as. I had to fucking hear over and over and over and over and over again on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then what actually happened is that it, it was also just the PSN just couldn't connect until like Sunday morning. So I'm there Saturday night. I want to play um, some uh, some Outriders and I can't connect to the internet. So I was like, fine, I might as well just go back to 1997. So I was playing Wild Arms. It's Excellent. dope. It's still charming as hell. PlayStation um, 4? No. It says PS4 on the like icon, right? I know it's so annoying. All of them say like the PS4 or whatever, and I'm like, it's not a PS4 game. <laughs> Just tell me because I don't know. Like Wild, Ar- Wild Arms, I know, but some of these games, I'm like, I don't know if this is the PSP game. I don't know if it's a PS2 game. Right. Blah, blah, so. What a mess. Um, Stardew Valley. Heather and I are playing the co-op version. Oh, how's that um, going? How's the farm? That's doing pretty well. Um, Excellent. I'm not a big Stardew Valley person. I like the game when I played it. It's interesting. This is the only game one of the so, books, sorry, one of the books I took on my trip was Jason Shire's first book, uh, Blood Sweat Pixels, and so each it's ten chapters. Each chapter's on the development of a different game, and one of the chapters is on Stardew Valley. And uh, I, I got to like a point in his story where he was like, "And now it was time for my first big gaming convention, PAX West." And I was like, "Huh?" I went to that one, and I was like, "Oh yeah, he was the booth next to me." I was like. Oh yeah, I was the booth next to Eric Barone at PAX West. And so I'm reading this chapter of him talking about the weekend and he's like, oh, the other developers were so nice and like fans were coming up in the costumes and like getting, and I like, I remember everything he was describing in this book because I was literally right next to him. <laughs> and I was like, That's this cool. is kind of cool. I feel like an industry person. <laughs> That's pretty sweet, actually. Yeah, so shout out to Eric Barone, who made a great game. And the funny part was, and I forget his girlfriend's name already, even though I read it in the book a bunch of times and met her in person, but she's very nice. And I, I introduced myself before like they were setting up, and 
And I was like, oh, what are you doing? And she was like, oh, I'm like, uh, I think she's in like the agriculture program at like University of Washington or something. I was like, oh, that's sick. And I saw the poster get unraveled and I was like, wait, <laughs> the guy who made Stardew Valley is dating a girl in an agriculture program? And she was like, yep. And I was like, you must be sick of everyone realizing that. And she's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, funny. Yeah. Um, and then the last game I'm playing is Outriders and it's the, the best thing about this game mm is that it's not a live service, you know what I mean? It's just an mm. online cover-based shooter RPG, but there's no microtransactions, there's no daily quests, there's no none of that fucking garbage, there's no characters in a hub world just mm-hmm. like all looking, like just hovering around an NPC or something. Like, that's like the best part of it. The game itself is like serviceable, the, the story is kind of funny, it's whatever. Mm. But like, I'm just playing, I'm just like, yo, I'm kind of happy that there's just not that stupid division shit. Mm-hmm. Where it's like everyone's just huddled around an NPC and you have to go back and go to every exclamation point and cash everything out and yeah, collect all your daily rewards and yeah, they don't have that. It doesn't have the daily stuff like that. I'm, that's, I mean, the game itself is fine. Like it's just, it's literally that's fine. But playing just all this other stuff like season passes, all that nonsense. It's kind of refreshing to play an online game, which is just like you're just online. If you want to, like, the game is just online. If you want to play by yourself, you still have to be online, but mm. there's no other, like, stuff. Like, the game doesn't even have microtransactions. It doesn't have, like, coins or whatever to buy. Like, you can't do, like, there's nothing. There's only two things. It's, like, a pack that's, like, 10 bucks. It's just probably some, like, pre-order pack or something, and then the mm-hmm. expansion that just came out. Like, that's interesting. all Interesting. That's really interesting. Kind of, and it makes me kind of want to, like, get the expansion pack for the sole reason of the fact that it doesn't have that shit because I'm just like I, I want to sort of like it's silly right because they they got Square Enix money but I'm like I kind of want to reward them for like not putting <laughs> this nonsense in the game so Steve but, but like you mentioned Square Enix because like this is seems to be like the polar opposite approach to Marvel's Avengers monetization yeah which is like season uh, a battle pass for each freaking character <laughs> um, which is it's a little different because they're, they're those weren't timed but Marvel's Avengers does have like the daily quests. Premium currency. It doesn't have a it doesn't have a hub world. Mm. Um, but it does have multiple currencies. It has like nine or ten different like things. That's absurd. Um at least it did before. Remember the stats screen too, where you can just oh. like press R2. <laughs> if every game had that, I'd play more of those. Like just hold R2 to min max everything for me. Because like now that I've seen the back end of a lot of game systems and I know it's all a spreadsheet and like I know that I'm just gonna like go through the column until I find the biggest number and click that one. If someone yeah. could just like automate the spreadsheet for me, Steve, what do you think of this top funny review for Outriders? You like shoot, you like loot, you like endless <laughs> grind for no reason. Legendary with low <laughs> drop chance, killing the boss one more time. Border Diablo Division Destiny is what they call it. Is that fair? I like it. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Cause like Borderlands also does have microtransactions, but they'll throw season pass shit at your mm, face. You're right. Every you're right. four min- minutes. Um, out, like Outriders is just like, it's kind of, it's just different or whatever in that regard. It feels, like, it feels uh, different or even though it's something you've played a bunch because you haven't played it in a while. Is that fair to say? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Square Enix also said that it wasn't successful and it doesn't seem like we'll get Outriders too. So what do I know? Yeah. Um, Cause they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Like we make a lot of money off of, you know, that said Marvel's Avengers was also not successful with, with the polar opposite aggressive multi monetization. So that's true. Yeah. <coughs> I so, guess the game has to I be know? good, huh? 
I think they're just like, yo, know, Final Fantasy 14 was a trash game when it launched, and now it's like the big one of the biggest games ever. And I mm-hmm. think they're just always constantly like, we need seven more Final Fantasy 14s. Throw it against the wall. See what so, sticks. Here's a Marvel's Avengers. Here's Outriders. I'm sure they got a bunch of other shit that's coming out. Oh, they sold a bunch of it. Of, that too. That too. Speaking of selling a bunch of it, that's it for episode 214 of the Canadian podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep doing this, patreon.com slash Canadian game devs back us to get early access to the pod special channel on our discord, uh, witness the bot, uh, uh, rising in real life or in real time. Uh, and if you back us at the $5 tier or higher, we'll count you as a credited patron and thank you personally at the end of every episode. So thank you, Aaron McLeod, David Nagy, Dugsy, Eleanor, Elizabeth Avery, thanks mom, Jean Leggett, Kai Hutchins, <laughs> Meow the Leon, Nicholas Azarco. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. I said last time I would find a way to change the podcast art. I have spent two hours on Squarespace customer support. I have tried 16 different dimensions for the podcast art. I have failed you, dear listener and i have Nothing? not successfully been able to change the apple podcast art it is it's update everywhere though it's everywhere like, except apple even those even those sites where it like just pulls the rss feed we never yep. actually pull it on there it's updated there i don't understand i'm i'm really struggling with this one so here i'll throw it out to the listeners if you know how to change if you work at apple in the podcast division and you know how to change our <laughs> podcast art i've tried everything man I'm, br- I'm a broken man on a halifax pier you know <laughs> the last of barrett's privateers just trying to sail into the new podcast art and i can't so <laughs> it broke me steve like i really couldn't figure it out that's fine okay Follow us on Twitter. I, at I also Gamers. didn't figure out, so don't worry about it. Well, that's true. And you should follow <laughs> each of us in there. And Steve will not follow you back because he's improving his Twitter experience exponentially. And I envy him. I, I'm following, but I'm, I'm going hard muting. Mm. So if you're muted, I apologize. And if you want to know if you're muted or not. Oh, Heather just bought something on the Switch. Nice. Um, <laughs> I Was it Canadian? Whatever. Uh, it doesn't tell me. It just says Ooh. it looks like it might have been a DLC thing. Okay, for a Canadian game because it was. Uh, if I let's see, funds added to your account. So this is where how she added five dollars twenty two cents with my money, with my credit card, which is fine. I mean, we're wearing married. It's the same credit card. <laughs> she used Our some gold card. points. Um. Yeah, I don't. I guess I can see the transaction history, but in the in the email it doesn't show me where huh. it is. If I, if I had to guess, she's it's a DLC. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so Steve's new and improved Twitter experience without your tweets in it. If if you're annoying, and uh, I'm also LinkedIn at Canada Game Devs too. Uh, Wait, what is this? I don't know what this is. We're gonna. <laughs> no, I don't. I hope not. It's well, find death a, and taxes. Oh, I know that game. Oh, is the game? That's an indie game. Oh, okay. Well, I actually wanted to play it. it. It's on my wish list. Ask Heather how it oh. is after she plays it. I will. I wonder why she picks it up. Maybe like Stay tuned to that review next week. Next week. Uh, that's it. Until then, all this and more in the show notes. Just scroll down a little bit. Follow us. Um, support us if you're able. And join our Discord if you want. Till next time. Goodbye. Bye.
Bold move to actually do edits on Monday night. <laughs> no, I know, right? I'm actually feeling pretty good. I might run downstairs, grab a monster. Um, yeah, I'm feeling good. 